0: Today we're going to continue talking about trip planning, specifically choosing the right hotel for each type of budget that's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to another edition of Traveling with the Mouse. It is Monday, Tax Day, uh, April the Yes, Tax Day as well. That's right. April the 15th. Welcome. It is episode 204, and as I said in the intro, we are going to be talking about Disney hotels, specifically trying about choosing maybe the right hotel for you or what best fits your needs. My name is John, and I am joined also by Adam. What's up, everybody? To (laughs) do this topic. Just how I do that. Uh, So, as you may have heard in our previous one, we kind of began... I guess you could say we kind of began a series. We didn't really call it that, but starting with talking about the FastPass Plus. But today we're talking about another aspect of planning your trip, and that being choosing your hotel if you're going to be staying on property. Yeah. First of all, Adam,
1: what would you say are the advantages to staying on property? I would say you have the option of not having to drive your car around and you can use Disney's transportation. Let them take you to and from the parks or wherever you're going, Disney Springs. You have the option of having early or late magic hours depending on the schedule. So you can get into the park uh, an hour before it opens to the f- general public and you can get some shorter waits. Or you can get the you know later hours after the park closes for normal guests and you can get some extra time in the park where it's not as crowded. So those can be pretty good advantages at times. And you also have the benefit of staying at a resort that is uniquely themed to something Disney in some way or uniquely themed, which I, I find the resorts to be very charming and nice uh, places to stay that are different than just your standard kind of Hilton or Marriott or whatever it may be. So, those are my favorite things about Disney hotels.
0: Yeah, I would say that I don't, rec- I mean, I haven't stayed at all of them by any means, but of the ones I have stayed, I don't consider any of them truly bad.
1: Right, yeah. Um,
0: I know some people have had experiences that have left a bad taste in their mouth, but um, it's, in general, I think that they all still are, you know, up, up to a good, pretty high level or a pretty, stand, pretty good standard. Yeah as far as Disney goes. It, I, I mean, I gotta be honest, there are areas where it seems like it's kind of waned over the years, where they're, it's not what it once was, unfortunately, in some cases. But um, still not bad, again. Yeah,
1: yeah nothing's um, bad. I think the only thing that Disney skimps on is size of the room for the price you're paying, because there's definitely right. rooms I've paid less for that were bigger <laughs> at Disney hotels, oh, yeah. so... Uh, for value is what I'm referring to specifically, but
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. I think of what you're paying for is the closeness to yeah, the parks, pretty much
1: location, Even location, location.
0: Yeah, you're paying for a location more than you more so than you are anything else. Just about yep, and they are really all inclusive. Like I can like thinking back, any time that we went growing up and stayed at the Polynesian which that's the, as I mentioned in other episodes before, that's the resort that our um, parents, yeah. particularly Yours. Mothers, <laughs> your mom, really you know, <laughs> more, yes, than... more than anything else yeah. um, chose to do. We were spoiled. by or... Yeah, I guess. So. Well, I mean, you got to think, too, even in comparison, even with inflation yeah. back then, like in the 80s in particular, and
1: even the 90s, the price for the poly was not that bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at all. I remember your mom telling me in this I think it was seventy two she said the contemporary was like forty bucks and the Polynesian was like thirty five a night, something like that. Yeah, it so, was unbelievably cheap, yeah. Of course, you know, inflation that was still probably like today's money, like a hundred to something dollars a night, but
0: Yeah. And the thing you bad. gotta think about for the seventies, those rooms especially that the contemporary had in the tower yeah were huge, I'm sure, yeah in comparison to some of the other ones of the time period, and they they're still are big. even today. They're, they're still pretty big, just, yeah, but they cost like twice as much as a place that has that kind of size in general but what I was going to say is whenever we were going to poly back in back then, it felt like you were in a whole another world. I hate using the word whole nother we were in another world,
1: yeah, oh, there you go. That's a great way to describe phrase. it. Yeah. You're in the Disney bubble. Basically. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: one of the things that these it. resorts bring. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you take your luggage out of your vehicle and then you, once you're there, I mean, you don't see your car again for, you know, however long <laughs> it is you're <laughs> exactly, there yeah. pretty much. Yep. And it, it's like being somewhere else entirely. I think that was the intention of calling it Walt Disney World the was like you are yeah. in another world. I mean, the only outside world contact you have at all, really, is, you know, they have the newspaper available. Or you could watch the news on TV. Even then, they limit the number of channels
1: usually that Mm -hmm. you can get. And there's usually about 18 different Disney channels.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, I remember way back in the day, that's the only place you could get the Disney channel, as it was back then, was at the resorts. Legally. So... Yes, legally. (laughs) Yeah. For some of you that are listening to this, depending on your age, you won't believe this. It was a premium channel to start with. Then it became part of the regular cable lineup. Uh, I forgot when. But it was a premium channel to begin with.
1: Yeah, you know, that's kind of coming full circle because of Disney Plus coming out. It's like our version of buying what our parents had to buy a box or whatever to get Disney Channel back then. Yeah, but with Disney+, Plus,
0: I mean, you're going to be getting, like, everything yeah, Disney's more. ever done for, like, the cheapest... It's, like, the cheapest streaming service I've ever even heard of is what they've announced their price at being. Yeah. So, something we'll talk about in our next news episode. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, so, we will. So, stay tuned to Thursday for that. Right. So, we're, as usual, we're getting a little bit off track. So, let's try yeah, to polish. right the ship a little bit. Yep. When I say it kind of depends on what it is you're wanting to do as to where... You should choose pretty much. Yeah. Let's just say, okay, you have a group that's the younger kids' range. Mm -hmm. You can go a couple of different routes, really. You might be wanting to save money, so you might be wanting to go more on the value end, Mm -hmm. or you might be wanting to be as close to Magic Kingdom as possible. There's two different routes, and they're going to be, there's like polar opposites price wise. (laughs) Yeah, complete opposite. Um, Yeah. So, unless you like camping. Yes, unless you like camping, there's <laughs> yes. that as well. Yeah. So that's another option, and it's even then that's a massive resort, so it's really not that close. I mean, it's somewhat yeah. close to Magic. Yeah, it's still a long End boat of ride. Yeah. Fort Wilderness, you're on. Yeah. What What part of Fort Wilderness you're in? You're going to be a long bus route or drive
1: or whatever to yeah. the where the boat dock is, if <laughs> nothing true. else. Yeah. So it's probably just as long as taking a bus from Pop Century or yeah. one of the values.
0: And I don't even know if I want to try to explain the bus route over there at Fort Wilderness. This is, <laughs> yeah. it's about as comp. It's about as complicated as the tax code since we mentioned uh, tax day. So, <laughs> right. Let's just say you were looking on the budget end of things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll start there. Okay. So uh, we were kind of looking at a couple of dates and time periods. Gonna kinda of quickly mention this. Disney doesn't seem to be having any discounts unless you're a pass holder of some kind after May the twenty seventh. So for the rest of the year, like half over half the year, they are currently
1: going with no discounts for rooms. The only thing that's left is like you said, I think it's D V C and pass holders or is it just pass holders, can get forty percent off uh through June thirtieth. And that's
0: it. Anybody who's not committed to Disney in a way that they've you know, that they already spent some money, whether right. that be through the realm of DVC or Passholder, right. has been left out for the remainder of the year. I don't know right. what that means, but we'll see. So July 1st it,
1: through the end of the year, nothing so far, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been
1: pulled. So it has affected,
0: I think, availability because, like you say, In the summer, we're going, we're we're looking at dates like the middle of the summer. I looked at a check in date of July 21st through July 26th. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I chose those is those are also, that's the low end because those are non Fridays and non Saturdays. It's a Sunday night through a Thursday night, Mm -hmm. you know, leave on Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. Those, those, because those are the cheapest nights anytime or have been in the past. I don't want to speak for it going forward, the way things are going. In the middle of summer, the, the value resorts that we were just talking about, yeah. you have ranges anywhere from $164 a night all the way up to $190 a night yeah. during that time frame. Yeah. All five value resorts do have availability in that same time frame. Mm. We're only talking at this point, we're talking something that's approximately three months
1: away and they have, like, crazy availability. So. Yeah. I have seen so much availability. Like, even Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs, you would think it literally opens July 9th, I think it is, or a couple of weeks before that. And there's every room category at Grand Destino is available. So, why isn't that booking up? It's brand new. You would think tons of people would want to be checking it out and staying there. Uh, but, No. It's wide open availability. Yeah, I'm having a
0: little trouble understanding what their strategy is here because yeah. one thing Disney has always done and been successful with with is, you know, when they raise their rates, they still have discount time periods or discounts at some point in time, and it works out. They still are, were profitable. Now it all for nothing. I I just I don't quite understand the strategy here.
1: And they could release a discount tomorrow. We don't know. But one thing I'm wondering is, did they just completely shut everything down? It's like, let's pull everything because of the whole Galaxy's Edge date change. It's opening early now, August 29th. So let's pull everything. Let's reassess and see, you know, what we need to do. And maybe in a few weeks or whatever, they'll figure out another discount that may apply. I don't know strange okay so so
0: what we're looking at here then let's say you're you're trying to do the budget okay yeah and you're looking for a value resort okay so you got options well value resorts and value suites we'll call it because there is only one resort that has the value the family suites or value suites and Mm. that would be Art of animation so if you're looking for space and number of people for less this is your um, this is your option. I gotta be honest though. When I looked just a moment ago, when we were talking about it in comparison, yeah. Say you are doing the family of five, which I had here. Yeah. I could get a family suite at Orn of Animation for anywhere from four hundred and twenty-one dollars a night up to four hundred and fifty dollars a night. But I could also say just this is about as far back as Art of Animation is as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's a deluxe resort, and that's Saratoga Springs. And you could get a studio there. Now, not quite as much square footage or number of rooms, but you could still, if you have kids that are under the, you know, that are still considered children by their standards, which is anyone under 18, I do believe, you could have up to four adults in that room. That's not counting the kids. Now, you would be packed in a little bit, depending on the size of the child and the age and everything. Right. But if you're talking to smaller kids, you could very easily stay in that room. Right. If you're a family of 5, yeah. Or 4, whichever. Very easily stay in there and it's a little bit less than the family resort and you're going to be staying in deluxe accommodations. Yeah. And yeah. better food and more food right. options. Right. You know, even though not nothing against Art of Animations food court. I mean, it's considered one
1: of the best. Yeah. But that's that's all you have. That's the only option you have. Yeah, there's no sit-down restaurant. So if you like right. that option of having sit-down restaurants, that's so not comparing be good.
0: those two, yeah, comparing those two, you're spending almost the same amount of money just on the accommodations alone. I think I would probably choose Saratoga, unless it's one of those things where you know I'm wanting to, you know, my my kids are going to be wowed by you know Art of Animation Resort if they don't know any different. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean?
1: Right. Yeah, if you you have the small kids, right, I mean, the kids, if they're huge Cars fans or, you know, Nemo or Lion King or Mermaid, which wouldn't be the family suite, by the way, so Mermaid would be out if you have a
0: family of five. But But let's be honest, they're going to be wowed by the parks. Yeah. So where you stay, yeah, it can make an impact to a degree. Yeah. But, you know, your brother, whenever they went last, you know, they stayed at Caribbean Beach, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Caribbean Beach is not exactly what you would call, you know, a bunch of stuff there that would appeal to kids in general, Mm -hmm. except for the pool area they loved, apparently. Yeah, they love the pool more than the parks sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and that's a moderate resort. I could see there being pools on the deluxe campuses that kids would love. Yeah. So, again how you're wanting to spend that money you know right and
1: i think that brings up another point like you said about the parks is if you're going to spend if you're the type of family that's going to be daundle dark at the parks all day and just go back to the room at night to sleep then you don't really need the deluxe accommodations because you're pretty much wasting money on accommodations you're not utilizing except for the beds see so, yeah the beds would be very comfy that's true but <laughs> I was yeah. but I would say you know if that doesn't mean a lot to you it, other than just a place to sleep then you know off property may not be a bad idea or just the value are moderate
0: I was gonna say if that doesn't mean that much to you the way they get it set up now you might as well stay at the best western on uh, <laughs> right and in, in down in Disney Springs
1: area yeah. or the Hilton uh, or the Doubletree, Tree. they they're all fine hotels they're not I think the other thing that I would say now that we talk about the Disney difference is the people that work at the hotels, uh, Disney calls them cast members, but at these off-site hotels, I've not had, I can't say that it's been bad because there's some that have been really nice, but it's just different. Swan and Dolphin is the same way. It's not quite the same you get at the Disney hotels. The people are fine, they're friendly, but you just get a little bit extra at a Disney hotel. I don't really know how to describe it, but you get the Disney quality of service at the Disney well, resorts.
0: We know on Disney property, the more expensive the hotel gets, the more yeah. staff you get per guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Grand Floridian has the most staff <laughs> per guest. Yeah, so, and they're everywhere, yeah. Yes. But going back to the choosing, let's yeah. kind of go through this and say, all right, pros and cons here. You've got a price range anywhere from 164, as I said, to 190 during this particular time period, which is gonna it's gonna fluctuate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I'm not counting the Art of Animation Family Suites because that's kind of its own category. Yeah. But if you want to do that, it starts at 421 for the Family yeah. Suites currently, right. which is kind of high in my opinion, given that they were not very long ago um, in the 350 range on yeah. average, even at record. Yeah. So that 70 buck jack is either they have confidence in the fact that people are still going to pay it cuz they were usually filled up i mean the mermaid rooms were always filled up but they were yeah. there's not that many of them
1: and That's there's the, the cheap rooms yeah. those are not family suites so right those are cheap they're kind of small oh my gosh but yeah I, I, so just to say ahead. something about that those are those are probably the worst rooms i've been in any disney room i've ever stayed at but it's not to say that it was terrible. It's just we we felt like we were in a shoebox in that room. It was so small with two kids. We were on top of each other. It was not not our favorite. But it was still okay.
0: It wasn't bad. But and you got to think that they'll eventually. I don't know at what point make the changes to this yes. section as they did the other, or they are doing.
1: Queen I should beds say the other would be know, a huge other, start. Um, values. Yeah.
0: Now I kind of get why pop century is a little more expensive probably due to a couple of things it's usually in a little bit higher demand yeah um it is one of the better of the value resorts in my opinion for sure and um they do have i think all of their rooms are now officially renovated i could be wrong but i think they I all think are
1: they're there. done yes yeah i believe they finished it and i absolutely loved those rooms Fantastic! I would go back to Pop Century anytime.
0: Did they at least make it feel larger?
1: It felt way bigger than that mermaid room, I'll tell you. And it probably wasn't much bigger, but if, it's a, if at It's probably the all, same size range. Yeah, me. I think it was, but it yeah. felt huge compared to that mermaid room. I mean, because the beds were clean beds. The bathroom was better laid out. It didn't have a tub that when you open the door, you hit the toilet, you know, with the door. It was a uh, sliding door. <laughs> yeah, it had the pocket door, or the the barn sliding door, you know. And yeah. so uh, it felt bigger. It just felt roomier. There was way more storage. You know, you had the room under the bed. One of the beds folded up, and you had a table and chair. So, yeah, it was a million times better than that mermaid room.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah, Pop Century is kind of in a category of its own Yeah. when it comes to those. Art of Animation gets a lot of reviews, gets a lot of being the newest. It has some some things that are newer. But I got to be honest, going down this value list, you know, you got the all-stars. They're all kind of the same except for the the theming. Uh, they have, they're working on anyway, getting their rooms renovated. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that Movies was the first one in that project. Music currently is the cheapest of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe the popularity there is not quite what it is at the other two. Yeah. So, sport is probably the next popular in comparison to uh, movies. Of the All-Stars Resorts, the sports resort is the most expensive one currently, only by a couple of bucks during that time frame that I looked at. Huh. Interesting. Sports is up there with movies. I don't know... What happened there? Music somehow fell behind. I think the music steaming is probably not as appealing in general as the other two are. But yeah, if if I were going to choose one, we're just kind of going through this. I still say Pop Century.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of make my reasons being based as it's more in the middle. It doesn't have some of the things Art of Animation has, but it's not right. what the All Stars are.
1: Better location, so, yeah. I I like that there's one bus stop for the whole resort, which I think all right. the values actually have that. I believe the All Stars even have just one bus stop for the each All Star Resort. Am I right on that? I think that's correct. And unless they changed it, it used to be that the All Stars shared buses, like they would go down the line. Well, I've seen like music, and I've seen sp- buses that say specifically All Star music, All Star sports, All Star movies. Hmm. so I don't know but, okay. but if that's maybe they do I'm not as familiar with the All-Stars but right. I like Pop Century and Art of Animation because they're closer to Epcot and Studios and pretty soon they're going to be on the Skyliner so that's going to be a huge bonus for that I was going to say I, I those two resorts
0: are definitely going to benefit from that I think Pop benefits just a little bit more because it's going to be they already have all those rooms they already have There's a lot more rooms uh, it's good theming and the price range is not quite as much as the family suites are, which is what the majority of Disney's art of animation is. And with them raising the price to four twenty one, they're in that range. I mean, over summer, yeah. Um, if I had an option between all of these, I would definitely choose Pop. What would you say? Pop would be my choice, yeah, for sure. If I just was, if I had stayed at all of them, which I, some of these I would go to just because I haven't stayed there, but. If I were, like I said, if I were going to make a choice, informative choice, I would choose Pop Century for the value side of those
1: things. For sure.
0: There you have it. And like I said, with the Skyliner coming up, it's going to be on that. That'll make it good. That's for if you're trying to go for the, the cheaper end of things with kids. On the higher end, you got to think of this, because if you're you're bringing kids, and especially in the, age, the specific age range, depending on what that might be, Magic Kingdom Resort area is probably going to be where you're spending a good bit of your time, and you want to be able to get to and from as quickly as possible. Yeah. So you're going to have your Magic Kingdom resorts that are going to be ideal. So let's explore the Magic Kingdom resorts just a little bit here. Yeah. So what we have this considered Magic Kingdom resorts, we have Grand Floridian, uh, Disney's Contemporary, Disney's Polynesian Resort, wilderness lodge and i guess you could say the campground is considered a magic kingdom resort as well right since that's the it has a dock that connects to magic to kingdom. it yeah. it's out of all these it's probably going to be one of the cheapest because if you're actually staying at a campsite it is roughly 85 dollars a night to hook up your own campsite or tent or whatever it is you want to
1: do yeah and they do have cabins they have bunk right. beds, a bed, and a fold-out bed in the living room area, so the cabins are, you know, not bad. The cabins are more, They, I think they're still considered moderate, but they're
0: more of a deluxe, if you ask me, it's probably because of the location. If you're wanting to stay there and you're not being too concerned about being real close yeah. to any park, I would say this is a good option. Yeah. I don't know how spacious it is, but, I mean, they have enough space to f- to fit more people, sleep more people. Right.
1: I will say, though, from what I've heard about the cabins, you really need to rent a golf cart to get around because... Yeah, but it's a massive resort. Yeah, so that's the added cost there of you have to rent the cart as well. And they, for the middle of summer, it's not
0: too bad what I'm seeing here in this range. three sixty seven a night for a cabin, I could see myself doing that potentially. Not too bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, so, also over there, then you have the Wilderness Lodge, which has a couple of different categories, really. Now with Copper Creek Villas and Boulder Ridge, what shall DVC, we call it? Uh, the DVC, yeah. yeah, side. Which Wilderness Lodge already had villas prior. They just kind of added another one and split them up, and you know, they just they just repackaged uh, how they how they do that and um, as far as those villas go they are still some of the cheaper ones it's not as cheap as it has been before
1: yeah it's definitely going up because
0: you yeah know, boulder ridge villas they're 477 is the start i see for this time period and copper creek is at 501 so copper Creek's definitely the higher end yep. just the regular wilderness lodge though 446 right and it didn't seem like it was that long ago where I could still get this resort with a two in front of it. Yeah, tell me about um, right.
1: yeah. So And even a Rack Rate I remember seeing three fifty a night, uh not that long ago. So and I think I had a courtyard view room that I paid like that three fifty to three seventy five range for, which that's a great room and Nowadays, I'm sure that room is upwards of four to five hundred dollars a night. So, they have gone up a lot in the last couple of years. I will say this about the Wilderness Lodge, especially in comparison
0: to the other Magic Kingdom resorts, the size of the standard rooms and the regular, you know, hotel rooms there in the yeah. Wilderness Lodge, not very big.
1: Much smaller. Yeah, that's true. There might be there might be some that are larger than others, but in general, not very big. A little bit bigger than a moderate, but not a whole lot bigger. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, actually, there was the time I stayed there. It's been several years now, Mm -hmm. but I did a split stay with Coronado and Wilderness Lodge, and my room at Coronado was actually bigger or had more space. (laughs) Wow. So, well, just saying. There
1: you have it. Between the two. The one that was nice staying there. Yeah. The one thing I will say, if you have kids, Wilderness Lodge does have rooms with bunk beds, so. That can be fun. Kids might like that.
0: And it's not too bad as far as the, like, getting down to the dock and taking the ferry over to, well, it stops first at Contemporary, so if you wanted to, you could kind of take that little stroll and take the monorail the rest of the way if you wanted to, but you could also continue the boat. Or walk, yeah, all the way over to Magic Kingdom. It just depends on what you're in the mood for. You have options pretty much uh, if you stay there. That's one thing I like about that. Yeah. So... It's good. It's a little bit quieter, I think, in general. It can, it's, well, you know, I would say with the exception of Whispering Canyon, which yeah. they've kind of quietened it a
1: little bit, but it was
0: always fun, though. Yeah. But I think the resort in general is kind of a quiet resort.
1: Yeah. And it is beautiful. Like. All right. It's one of my favorite-looking yeah. resorts, there. it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: This used to be a better value when you compared to, to the monor- the ones that are actually on the monorail track. But not
1: as much anymore. Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I this may not be true anymore. But the last last year when I was looking at, I was looking at Contemporary and Wilderness Lodge, and I actually found a cheaper rate at Garden View Contemporary than Wilderness Lodge. It was like 401 or 397 or something like that a night for a garden wing, uh, contemporary room. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's a really good price compared to. These days, you know what you see at any of the monorail resorts. Speaking of the contemporary,
0: though, the same time frame we're talking about. Yeah. Rack rate, Garden Wing View, four hundred eighty-seven dollars a night. We're not, we're not.
1: So if they did have a discount, though, you probably could get that closer to the four hundred range still.
0: You you scale. could. I mean, um, the what? So the tower rooms then. Puh. Um, lost my 600. spot. So the tower rooms, main tower, lake view six twenty seven, theme park mm-hmm. view six seventy
1: eight. For this time, yeah. Not surprising anymore. I mean, I, I wish these the sticker shocks still shocked me, but they don't anymore, <laughs> fortunately.
0: For considering what all you get, it might be worth it if you're gonna just stay in the main tower, just if you have an option, go to the atrium club level. It's eight fifty seven. Take some extra so, amenities with it. Based on what you, you get between the two yeah you know okay, so we're moving along, so we have really the two most sought after I think resorts left in the Grand Floridian and the poly that are on the monorail track mm-hmm. Not that contemporary doesn't have its points, it really does, but I think more people would rather stay at one of those two the two resorts, Grand Floridian or Polynesian, when it comes to the monorail track, just because of theming and luxury and all the other good stuff. A little more space, Alone. I think,
1: yeah. Like, it's a little more Some, spread out, yeah.
0: Well, if you're staying in the Tower Room on Contemporary, Contemporary is very convenient in yeah. that it's not Content. a huge. Like, it's not a lot of walking. It's not a huge resort. You don't have to go very far to get to anything. Yeah. You know.
1: But you. the Grand Floridian and Polly are just beautiful resorts to walk around.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. True. I still if i were going to market you know i would still think hands down the overall if i factor in everything polynesian is the best place on property still if i just factor in everything
1: yeah it's hard to argue um, that's not yeah, yeah.
0: if it, it's this for when you factor in convenience luxury um when i say convenience i mean like transportation convenience even really mm mm-hmm. mhm um you can walk to the transportation and ticket center to get to the other parks, or you can take the monorail from there
1: to Magic Kingdom. So, yeah, I mean,
0: how how, how much more convenient can it get?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against that. It's it's the best yeah. location overall as far as ease of getting to and from. So yeah, yeah. But if you were going to, let's say, take the young
0: kids. And depending on what your motivation is, I think you got a couple of options that would be best. I don't think the Grand is the best, just me personally. Not that it wouldn't be a bad option in general, but I think either of the other two on the track are better. And here's my reasons Polly's a little more laid back. Polly, you have the one stop at Grand, then the Magic Kingdom. And on the way back, you have the two stops, really. And then you're back so that part the coming back not so much but if you wanted to you could just take the ferry i mean you have other options you have a ferry you could mm-hmm. take across yeah so um and if you've taken the ferry from Polly to magic kingdom it's the very first stop so there's that to consider
1: yeah it's like going straight across to magic kingdom right
0: so yeah it has it- that option
1: Yeah, it's like the Grand Floridian advantage is if you're going to Magic Kingdom, it's one stop. And coming back, you can take the boat, and it's the first stop back on the boat. But the monorail, it's a long trek around back to the Grand. I'm not really
0: sure, but I think it's by design that, okay, contemporary, you can literally walk. That's convenience. Polly, you can take the ferry, and you're right there, one stop. And then monorail from Grand, one stop. So, yeah. you see, they all have quick access in one way or another right. to yeah. Magic Kingdom. For me, like we were talking about the kid option that we did earlier, um, I would choose either poly or Contemporary in the sense that, like I said, poly laid back, the monorail stops, or the ferry. But Contemporary, I, if you're wanting to, again, save your walking... And you are literally in walking distance, especially if you want to take advantage of those um, extra morning magic hours. It makes it really easy oh, if yeah. you're staying at Contemporary. So easy.
1: So there Yeah. Right, my recommendation, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of these three, but right now I'm feeling contemporary. I don't know why. I don't love walking around that resort as much as Polly and Grand, but I feel like you can get the best value currently with that garden view, garden wing room. Just barely. (laughs) Yeah, not by a lot, but it's the better value so far. And the fact that you could walk to Magic Kingdom and then take the monorail back. When you're hot and tired, you need that one stop back. And you get the air conditioning uh, monorail. Well, in theory, it's working. (laughs) The mildewed uh, air conditioning monorail. But um, (laughs) at least you have that short trip back to the to the resort on a monorail. I, I think it's the best for the Magic Kingdom, if that's what you want to do. And it's got the best restaurant on property, in my opinion, California Grill, but of course it's one of the more expensive ones. Of course, you're only a monorail ride away from Ohana, which is probably the second best uh, restaurant on property for breakfast or dinner. And you know, Grand Floridian's got a lot of good restaurants, so I uh, you can't go wrong with with any of these resorts. The Monorail Loop does have some of the better
0: restaurants as far as, like, close together. Like, easily to get to. Let's put put it
1: that way. Exactly, yeah. Easy to get to. Right. Whenever I'm staying at any of these resorts, I always go eat at the other ones that are nearby just because they're so easy to get to. And it's great to just resort hopping around here. And by the way, I was going to mention
0: the prices I was giving you, they're based on three adults, two children just because that's what I would have been looking for. So you could probably get it a little bit cheaper if it was two adults because there is that price per adult. Right. Some of these that I was giving. Right. Yeah. Still, uh, like let's just say, for instance, I'm looking at Bay Lake Tower. Right. It's really the best option if you can afford it. (laughs) It's five sixty nine. I would say your best bet overall, like you were just talking about, is to probably stay at Contemporary at. A range of about $487 a night average. Price-wise. I would say with kids, yeah. Price-wise. With a combination of things. Like we said, combination. Yeah. Price,
1: distance. um,
0: Amenities. don't have to do a ton of walking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The only thing I... The drawback of the garden wing rooms is there's no full balcony. Unless you're on the bottom floor, you get a kind of a shared patio, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So I'm not... Yeah, this is true. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not in love with that. I like having the balcony if I'm at a deluxe. and I think you have a partially open... You can open a window and there's like a railing, but there's no actual balcony in the garden. lane. Right. Otherwise, the room's the same.
0: So, staying in the deluxe category, I would say this. If you have maybe a little bit older kids, maybe teenagers, I would say your best option... And I and you could still do Magic Kingdom resorts, but I'm thinking the best option for everybody overall is actually the Epcot area resorts. And like the reason I say that is because if you have teenagers, those two park there's two parks there that they connect to pretty much that are going to appeal more to that age range. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can still get to Magic Kingdom rather easily.
1: So. I guess it would be my second favorite resort area, but it's the more it's a little bit more affordable than the Magic Kingdom resort area, although I would say that's changing <laughs> too. Seems to be yeah. not as it seems to be about the same now as the Magic Kingdom resort area. But you do have Swan and Dolphin, which can be a little cheaper, even though they charge a resort fee and parking fee, so it's not a whole lot cheaper. But occasionally you can it can be cheaper. So you have a lot of resorts. Over there to choose from. So it makes it...
0: Yes. Good. So of the Epcot slash MGM studio... Oh, excuse me. Uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, oops. I went back in time. The Epcot slash mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios hotels, you have Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, and Swan and Dolphin, essentially. Those are the ones that are on that boat loop. Yeah, Swan and Dolphin, not officially Disney-owned, but are like included in the group. They do have a lot of things, or have the extra magic hour options. They have
1: yeah.
0: a character breakfast, um, although bus it has some service. rules to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bus service. These
1: sort of things. The only thing I think that they don't do is you do, can't get Magical Express if you're flying Swan Dolphin. Right. So you can't use Magical Express if you're staying there. And it used to be that you were charged for parking
0: would be a downside, but now Yeah. now um, it's about the same yeah but me personally, having stayed I haven't stayed at Swan and Dolphin, but I have stayed at the Disney owned ones over there and um if I were going to choose one of these, I would go with yacht Club yeah Yacht Club is actually of the ones I've stayed it's actually my second favorite next to the poly
1: yeah
0: might I would might even go as far as say favorite in the sense that convenience I like it's kind of laid back a little bit. It's definitely elegant. It's um, convenient, like I said, to get to Epcot and studios because it's right there at the boat dock at the lighthouse there. You, mm-hmm. You're one, one stop to one side and one stop to the other. I mean yeah. in between. Right. So, And it is closer
1: to the boat dock than the Beach Club rooms.
0: Oh, yes, most definitely. Beach
1: Club's convenience is very dependent on room. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. The only one over here I haven't done is the Beach Club. Or, but I would say out of Boardwalk, Yacht, and Swan Dolphin, I would say Yacht Club is my choice as well. It's the smaller resort of the group. Area-wise, yeah. yeah. Well, I think room-wise, it's what? less rooms. Maybe the Swan might be less rooms. But I either way... I had to look at the room. Yeah, but either way, I think um, uh, it's just the They're best nice location. size rooms. Yeah, and they've been re- renovated recently, and they look great. Um, so yeah, they got the hardwood or whatever it is yeah. they put down. More storage, not, the non carpets. We'll put it that mm-hmm. way, and plenty of storage. Yeah, it was great. the The huge drawback of the Dolphin is the rooms are. Uh, full size beds and not queen and so that is a I mean when you're tall people like we are it is a problem when your feet hang off the bed it is just not comfortable so that's the big drawback of the Dolphin otherwise it's pretty good the Dolphin's not bad but price wise they're not a whole lot different than the, the Yacht Club sometimes I mean I'm sure now the prices have gone up for that too but
0: yeah i was just looking boardwalk probably one of the cheaper there it's neck and neck with beach club villas actually um as far as the cheapest boardwalk and believe it or not and boardwalk villas are about the same price 454 459 currently for that time frame mm. we were looking at um now beach club resort is 466 so not that much more for Wait. the regular rooms at Beach Club. Not bad. Yeah, the cheapest is four fifty four for a villa, so about the same as staying at the inn. Which is still, I mean, it's higher than it, it, it was, so um but but not bad considering. So there's it, still it's still not terrible. I still feel like if I'm gonna like I said, if I'm gonna combine all those things,
1: I think I'm gonna choose yacht club was was that what you decided on or no? Or it was. Just... Uh, I th- Cause last July I got the yacht club at a discount for three thirty, right? And now I'm sure. I mean, obviously in July you can't get that right now. Currently, so right. no discount. But that was a great, uh, great rate for that resort. So yeah, the
0: we were talking about the deluxe is a pretty good bit. It seems like here. So just to kind of round that off and finish that off the ones we haven't mentioned because of the the area they're not particularly close to any one of the the parks per se except for animal kingdom lodge of course it's close to the animal kingdom right and i think where animal kingdom justifies its price isn't so much location as it is luxury and some of yeah. the things they they offer there, um, in comparison to some of the other resorts, yeah. um, like the, the other the resorts are, yeah, the other resorts are grand. But I mean, I don't know. It f- seems like Animal Kingdom Lodge just takes it to a whole whole new level of as far as service and a little bit, like I said, a little bit more expensive and of an experience, I guess. And it's probably what they trade off for it not being close to anything but Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, um, it's the
1: furthest resort from anything except Animal Kingdom.
0: So I feel like they kind of make up for it in the pampering category a little bit, maybe, um, or the making it as luxurious as possible. Yeah, but, um, they they take care of you over there. Let's just put it that way. Average nightly rate during the time frame that we were looking at, once again, at Animal Kingdom Lodge, is 526 Now, of course, some of those rooms would be a little bit cheaper than that, depending on where you were going to stay. Mm. The Kadani Village Villas, though, 436 So that's not terrible. The Jumbo House Villas, averaging 550 mm. So, yeah, still on up there. Not a bad choice, though. Not at all. Now, there's ones that were some of the original uh DVCs, like old key west they the average price over there I'm kind of surprised I don't know uh five hundred and twenty one dollars a night wow um yeah, it seems being in that range, yeah, I don't know i i gotta be honest well that's that's for a well that's for a one bedroom villa excuse me they didn't oh. have a deluxe studio available at this time that makes sense yeah, so I'm not sure what the current studio rate is that's not too bad when you have a studio available. I didn't realize when I was looking at that time frame if that was a one bedroom villa. So 521 for a one bedroom villa is not too bad.
1: No, not bad.
0: It seems to me, seems that people are kind of taking advantage of a little bit cheaper rate at a studio at Old Key West or the through DVC they probably are. More more likely because yeah. you can either book or rent points at those places for relatively uh cheap. Yeah. Uh, in comparison. Right. Uh, same goes for Saratoga. But Saratoga, like I say, they have availability. Now, if you want to stay at a place that's going to take care of you and have a nice room and you're going to have some luxury, a deluxe studio over there currently, three for this time frame, $397 a night. That's- and you're going to be taking well care of there. I mean, you've got good views. It's a beautiful resort. But it's the only thing that's close to is Disney Springs. So it kind of depends on what it is you want to do. Yeah.
1: The you know, um, I I haven't done either of these two deluxes yet. I've been very close to staying at both of these a couple of different times, but
0: the distance is what does it for you, doesn't it? It
1: does, and I think the the fact that these are like desu- deluxe resorts that are laid out like moderate resorts, so you're paying a little bit more, but you could be getting a room that is a very long walk to say the bus stops or the boat dock depending on which resort you're talking about. So, yeah, I mean, it could be paying a little bit more than a moderate resort and not getting anything more than just extra amenities and, like you were saying, being a little bit more pampered or taken care of. But there's the size of these resorts and how spread out they are is kind of the drawback.
0: Okay, so speaking of spread out, we're going to move over to the moderate category. Yeah. I will say this, though. On the time frame we're looking at, as far as the price point, it's not really gone up. In fact, in some of these cases, it's actually gone down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're having more trouble filling the moderate rooms than they are the value and the deluxes. Yeah. French Quarter still seems to be one of the most popular as far as the moderate goes. Yeah. Uh, Due to its relatively small size,
1: yeah, and the huge advantage that it has is that it's small, and you have the one bus stop versus the other moderates have like five, depending on <laughs> four, see, they think.
0: still throw yeah, they still throw the cabins at Fort wilderness and the moderate and I can't really figure that one out. I mean it's three sixty seven a night, so it is priced only slightly less than the deluxe. I guess it's high. They consider it high end, moderate maybe because of the space and everything. I don't know. Yeah. But I, based on that price, I might consider it if I didn't plan on doing too much park wise, maybe. But if I gotta, if it's gonna be in this moderate category, uh, I'm gonna have to go with really almost any of the other ones. For that yeah. time period. I'm really going to have to go with Coronado. If I were just looking at this date right now. I'll go with Coronado. Solely based on the fact that I see the cheapest room. Is $219 a night. Yeah.
1: Um, and really. View. The Grand Destino Tower is not that much more expensive. Right. And that's that's what I went with. And I, I'm i excited. About trying the Grand Destino. For one. Because I'm in the main building. It's a tower, so I'm not in an outdoor room that opens from the outside to inside. I'm in an actual hotel. It feels like instead of the motel design. (laughs) I mean that. Oh, and consider this
0: Grand Destino Tower. You were mentioning it being brand new. Yeah. It's a moderate category now. Right. Tower standard view club access three hundred and
1: sixty-eight dollars a night. Right. That's impressive. Yes. That is. A great you get club bargain.
0: access for three sixty eight. I mean, I would definitely consider that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I was gonna say going down like these suites and stuff that are available, even a junior suite. Okay, you get a little bit of extra things here and there. It's five fifty average a night for the junior suite, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. if you're gonna compare, say, staying at a junior suite with a king size bed over at Coronado. Versus staying in a standard room at, say, Poly or Contemporary, and even in the Tower, it might be a good trade-off to go with a junior suite with a king-size bed and a queen-size sleeper sofa, you know, and more a little more space over at Coronado. I mean, if you're going to be spending that kind of money. Yeah. So anyway,
1: and Coronado is going to have two brand new restaurants too that are going to be those sit-down restaurants. So you don't have the more quick-service kind of options that you see at the other moderates, except for Caribbean Beach, which also has a brand well fairly new restaurant that is amazing. So um, I
0: can't help but feel like Disney thinks that Coronado and Caribbean, but more so Coronado, was kind of suffering from. A stigma about them and they're trying to make it more appealing coronado especially i mean mm-hmm. they're the first of the moderates to have all these things that are almost like deluxe accommodations right. <laughs> and and deluxe stuff you see at deluxe resorts let's put it that way yeah caribbean mm-hmm. beach has been you know undergoing some construction recently and they right. actually added a little more flair with and you you just recently talked about how much you guys love Sebastian's Bistro. Right. So, um, and the you big, know, they're definitely. Yeah. The big
1: yeah. difference for Coronado is the convention center. So, they get a lot of business people, executives, right. I'm sure, that show up as well, and they want better accommodations. And that's one reason why they built the Grandestino Tower.
0: Especially if, uh, you know, whatever companies they're representing are probably paying for it.
1: So. Right. Exactly. And that's why they have a club level at a moderate resort. <laughs> it's because right. they have this business uh people coming in for these.
0: Yeah. So it looks like Coronado Springs again, their standard room is the the cheapest over there in this time frame. All the way up to the cabins being the most expensive. If you were choosing a moderate for this time frame, uh it sounds like you already made your choice actually. <laughs> that's true. So I'm guessing it would be Coronado Springs. True. Let's so give me what other ones would you have considered? You got Porter Lane's got an average of 247, yeah. Riverside and French Quarter has 252.
1: Yeah, French Quarter Um, is going to be my second choice for the whole. The fact that it's smaller and more compact, you don't have to walk as much, and the one bus stop makes it that almost worth the extra money to me. Because the big concern I have about staying at Coronado is going to be this the whole bus loop situation. That's the biggest concern I have about Coronado. So we'll see.
0: We'll see. And because I drive down mm-hmm. there every time I go, I have no problem with corn, staying at Coronado because I'll just drive, drive yeah. while I'm there. Still, even yeah. I mean,
1: to, even to the parks. And we may end um, up doing that. We'll see. So,
0: yeah, but Coronado. I would probably still choose because, well, I have chosen, uh, matter of fact, all of these, I've not, I've only, I've not stayed at French quarter out of all these except, well, I haven't stayed in the cabin either. My bad. I haven't stayed in the cabin. Right. But of, of the, the typical mods have not stayed at French quarter. So I'm going to have to do that at some point, but Coronado Springs, I really enjoyed my time that I've stayed there. I would stay there again. And I've mentioned like a lot of people say, Oh, it's not close to anything. One of the things about Coronado Springs is if you measure the distance, it's about equal distance to all parks. So it's kind of more centralized than mm-hmm. any of the other resorts. If you think about it, think of it that way.
1: Right. So. And now it's that not
0: particularly close, but
1: it's about equal distance. You know. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 a good location, uh, and now that I've driven a lot doing the parkology, and all ride stuff. Uh, driving to the parks, I actually like. Uh, the only thing I don't know is with kids, it's a little bit more cumbersome having to load them and unload them, whereas a the bus, you just walk on the bus and sit down or stand, you know, a lot of times. <laughs> but yeah. you don't have to, like, buckle them in and get them settled and get things loaded in the car that you need. And, you know, it, it's to me, I think the bus is still going to be faster overall. But driving is not a bad option anymore i don't think it's a horrible thing and you one thing we didn't mention is disney resorts you do get the free parking at the parks whereas if you stay off property you don't get the free parking at the parks so that's something too that saves money i'll even go take this a step further
0: as a plus for coronado springs if you do plan on driving yourself the least confusing route i think because and the reason why i say this because if you're going out of Coronado. You take a left and go across the bridge. There's Epcot and the studios. Um, if you take a left and then take a left, going back onto World right. Drive, you're headed straight to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. If you're pulling out of the property and you turn right, you're heading straight to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> so I mean, there's not. It's not complicated. In other words, that's true. It's it where is you simple. have to go. Yeah, it's out a of Coronado. Yeah, <laughs> not complicated at all. Yeah, um, that's true. I would say. Just me personally, and I was even using GPS, getting to Riverside and French Quarter can be complicated if you're driving on your own. Just getting there. Unless yeah. you're coming down World Drive and following their signs. But right. if you're not, um, it can get a little tricky. Yeah. I think we kind of covered, I guess, overview of the resorts as far as choosing one. I think we kind of broke down different reasons why we would choose certain resorts. Am I leaving any out that I can think of? I think we mentioned all of them, didn't we? Yeah,
1: the only thing I would throw in here quickly is the Disney Springs Resorts. If you have Hilton Honors points or like if you travel for work and stuff and you have Marriott or Hilton Honors, that kind of thing, um, you can use Marriott points at Swan Dauphin. Well, it seems like they up that a lot, as I've mentioned before, uh, recently, once Marriott took over, Starwood and all that. So, you can use those there. Uh, it seems like it's a lot more than what it's worth, but you can use them. Hilton Honors Points, you can use, of course, at the Hilton. There's several Hiltons right, right next to Disney Springs that are within a very short walk to Disney Springs. So, those are Those look really nice, and they have some cheap, like, rooms. There was a suite at one of the Hiltons that was, like, less than $400 a night, and you got, like, two bedrooms, and um, they have a pool that has a lazy river, and so those resorts aren't bad, and you get the 60-day Fast Pass. There is a shuttle, I think, to the parks, but it's not as frequent as the Disney buses, so... There's some disadvantages as far as travel goes, but you might, accommodation-wise, be better off with the Disney Springs Resort if you can use points and things like that. So it's definitely something to consider.
0: Right, and if you're looking at the Disney site, they actually have some of these. They call them Explore the Explorer More Great Accommodations. Yes, they usually only show you the availability as it pertains to a package, I guess. For instance, Best Western, right? Yeah. So the time frame I chose, I chose the twenty first or the twenty sixth, so that's a five night stay, right? Including tickets for a standard two queen beds is two thousand two hundred and thirty dollars and fifty two cents. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, that's not that expensive at all yeah. for five nights, including park passes. <laughs> yeah. So um that's, that's not it's just a little over two grand is actually cheap. <laughs> And it's not a bad hotel. And so it's a good option. And it's one that they give as a viable option um, for, you know, they list it. And they consider it value. And it's even more of a value than their value, the the own property values. Mm-hmm. So um, B Resort's another one. I've never been there, but I've looked at it before because of, you know, again, rates were pretty good. Um, they have the Four Seasons that's kind of in a category all of its own. I've heard a lot of people talk about them as far as what you're gonna get for the price it's not exactly the cheapest but they talk about what you get for the price there is uh... really good they even have what they consider walt disney world good neighbor hotel something that you used to
1: only see disneyland. Um, in disneyland mm-hmm. yeah i think it's all the ones that have the extra magic hours
0: well the four seasons is not a cheaper option um... it's more of a it's a deluxe oh, option yeah. for sure definitely- um though you will get some rather spacious rooms um, on the Disney site that same five nights, um, a standard room there um, with a Four Seasons View, as they call it, $5,190 for the package. However, the rooms have a one king bed and one queen-size sleeper sofa, and they actually say what they listed is it sleeps up to two adults so they don't really do the four adult thing. But a lot of those rooms, I mean, they really
1: deck them out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> will just put it that way. And this may sound shocking, but I'm looking that same week in July for the Waldorf Astoria, which is right next to the Hilton Bonnet Creek, which is also very... not far from the like Pop Century. And I'm seeing a rate with a deal through like booking or price line of like two hundred and thirty dollars a night for the Waldorf. So Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean they do have a resort fee that I think is like fifty forty or fifty dollars a night or something. It's it's high. So that's gonna be over three hundred dollars when you add in parking and all that. But still for the Waldorf, it's gonna be really nice accommodations and and it's going to be a great, uh, it's a lot cheaper than a Disney resort. And now this hotel has the 60-day Fast Pass window as well. So,
0: One thing uh, I would, was going to mention about the Four Seasons one, it has some of the Disney perks, of course, uh, Fast Pass Plus window, all the other good stuff we were talking about. You know, it has Disney character breakfast there, another plus in-room celebrations. Those are Disney-related things. But on top of that, they have their they have a five acre water park and complimentary kids camp on the resort. Yeah. Wow. So that's included pretty much. Wow, so nice. um, you know you got to consider that when you can when you're spending five grand on a package, you could be you could be spending that to stay in a standard room at the Contemporary, or you could stay in complete luxury over at the Four Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> It all depends on what it is you want. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: So, for that yeah. same price. So, my summary would be go with a Disney resort if you can. But if you have points or things you can use for something outside of Disney, I would definitely go with one that has a 60 day fast pass window because that's important, I think, more than almost anything else if you're staying off Disney property. Pick one of those because I know people who've done like Airbnbs or uh, renting houses down there, and then going to Disney uh, during the day and whatever. I I would much prefer having that fast pass window and staying at one of these hotels as close, or of course on property.
0: Yeah, and you know we we just gave you there's are some options that have been extended outside of the traditional Disney hotels. But one thing the traditional Disney hotels offer you, there is that little bit element of the Disney magic and and, and fun involved. We were making good points the other way as well. You know, if you're wanting to stay in some cases a little bit more luxurious accommodations, something like the Four Seasons might be um, (laughs) a good
1: option. Or the Waldorf. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Either one of those might be, I mean... Not that Disney does bad with those types of things. They actually do very good. I mean, in my opinion, their cruise line, even though you know they have things like um, Royal Caribbean that's very much uh, luxurious and they have some of the hugest ships ever, um, I feel like the way Disney does it is a little more charming, a little more magical. I guess, well, yeah, you could say that, a little more magical. I mean, just the way they do it, I feel like they do it a little bit better.
1: That's why there's a phrase called uh, the Disney difference. I think there is a
0: difference. Disney I I will say though, I mean I'm like they're kinda of pushing the limits here lately in my opinion, as far as, you know, saying is this worth it type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. there are things you can get here that you can't get anywhere else, but they're definitely pushing the envelope. So yeah. you uh, definitely
1: pay for the benefits you get. You pay right mightily. Yes. So all right.
0: Maybe we gave some information there that will help you as far as planning your trip, uh, choosing a hotel. Or in this day and age, you know, um, you can always get the help of a travel agent. I think it's a very popular option these these days as far as Disney goes. If you're someone who doesn't really like to do the planning part, you can just have someone do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have anyone specific to name. I'm just saying you could, you could go with mm-hmm. one. All right. So I think uh, that wraps it up because I feel like we've done... Way more than we originally intended. Not that we ever do that. Yeah. So, uh, as always, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, and Instagram. That is at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive uh, Traveling with the Mouse merchandise. That is com slash TWTM Podcast.
1: And we have a website, travelingwiththemouse.com. We have an email address, which is podcast at travelingwithemouse.com. You can also enter to win a park map from Disneyland Paris. That is travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway. Or you can go to our homepage and look for the button that says giveaway. Enter to win that. And there will be new stuff that we will uh, give away periodically as well. So keep an eye out for that. And we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast, if you want to help support the show that way.
0: All right, so for Adam, I am John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope that you will join us on our next trip.